welcome to Nurse Narrative, the Auburn University School of Nursing podcast, where we invite you to join our story. In this episode, our hosts interview Ms. Ann Nelson, a third semester nursing student in our BSN program. Welcome back to Nurse Narrative. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Kelly Strickland. And I'm Megan Jones. And we are very excited today because we have our second student spotlight. I love doing the student spotlights. They're so fun. Well, I just like getting to know them a little bit more. Yeah, I learned so much about our student today. And it's fun to talk to them in kind of a more informal capacity Mm -hmm. and see it, you know, when they're not nervous about something and they can just talk and (laughs) enjoy, enjoy hearing their stories and their sense of humor and all those yeah. things. So, so come, yeah. Um, so today we interviewed Ann Nelson and Ann is from Madison and she is delightful and um, she's in her third semester. So she's in a couple different classes. She's in her women's health class and she's in her psych class mm-hmm. and her leadership class. Mm-hmm. So she's got a lot going on um, and she just has a lot of, of wonderful stories and interesting things to talk about today. So I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a good conversation. I'm excited for our listeners to hear it. All right. Well, let's jump right in. All right. Hey, Ann. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Thank you. It's very good to have you I'm glad here. to be here. Um, so we'll just jump right in with our questions, if okay. you're good with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the first question we want to ask you is what led you to nursing school? I would say um, I kind of started out at a very young age, just being very fascinated in the sciences. And I was kind of always watching medical shows as a young kid. And, you know, it was always scientific shows that I was more interested in than cartoons or something like that. So that kind of started out my interest in this field. And then um, I've always liked discovering and exploring Um, And so when I got into middle school and we did a little bit of anatomy in seventh grade, it just like, you know, made my mind fly and Mm -hmm. just absolutely loved it. And then my high school was um, very fortunate to have a health science program where you do an internship your senior year. And so I went into that tract and um, took an anatomy course and just fell in love with anatomy and how interesting um, the human body is and how Mm -hmm. complex it is. And so I think that's kind of what started me out with that. And um, then I kind of decided that nursing would be a great ticket to any part of the health science field. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I'm really impressed that you liked the medical shows as Mm -hmm. opposed to the cartoons because I was definitely a cartoon kid. (laughs) I I will say I liked both, but you know, I was I always thought I got more out of the Mm -hmm. the medical shows. You did clearly. (laughs) Yes, I did not (laughs) clearly. I actually hated medical shows. Anything with blood really bothered me, and Mm -hmm. so well done. I'm glad that you liked those. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. So, um, so what about why Auburn? Why did you want to come to Auburn? Why Auburn Nursing School? Mm-hmm. Why don't you dive into I that a little say, bit? I would say two main things. I um, have danced my most of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think coming into college my freshman year, I was going on my 11th year of dancing. Wow. Wow. Um, so I knew that, and I had done the high school dance team where we did the big band halftime show Mm -hmm. and kick line and drop splits and that was like really something that I felt like I shined in and I really loved it and so 
I came to Auburn or I had looked into Auburn and other schools that had so a very developed dance line or mm-hmm. dance program mm-hmm. and so I knew I wanted to continue that so that played into it and then I had also heard you know how established the nursing school was and and I knew that that's kind of what I wanted to start out in so I picked it for those two reasons and um, I think the third kind of is based off of what I grew up in which was a small town but a really big high school mm-hmm. and I felt like Auburn was very much similar to that it's a small mm-hmm. town but a huge school and mm-hmm. I really liked that um, type of environment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's an interesting way to put that small town but a really big school mm-hmm. um, I grew up in Auburn so that makes total sense to right. me mm-hmm. um, but that's neat that that drew you here yeah, yeah. I did yeah mm-hmm. it was something I was comfortable with so. right right mm-hmm. and also it sounds like emerging of the two things you were passionate about yes so definitely. it worked out mm-hmm. so we're so glad it did yes. we're glad to have you yeah, we too. Too. yeah so what have you learned about yourself through nursing school well um I had started out in pre-nursing classes before my accident happened mm-hmm. um, and I guess for the listeners I'll kind of go into that just a little bit um, so after my freshman year of college I was home for the summer and um, was in a car accident And um, during the car accident, I broke my spine and uh, my right arm and, you know, a couple other little minor injuries. But the spine um, then bruised the spinal cord. So I was paralyzed from about the waist down and um, went to, you know, directly to Huntsville Hospital. And um, they got got me in for emergency surgery to um, do a spinal fusion and, um, then you know the next day they did the arm and um so then once I was kind of settled in um in the ICU I spent about five to ten days and then um not exactly sure it's a lot going on at the time but I'm gonna give it that range and then uh, I was moved to um Atlanta and I stayed at the Shepherd Center which is a spinal rehab center Um, hospital and I spent three months there and then came home took Mm -hmm. the semester off of school I wasn't going to be able to get back into it quite yet and Mm -hmm. then came back to Auburn that Mm -hmm. spring in spring of 2017 or 2018 actually Mm -hmm. no 2017 yes -hmm. (laughs) and yeah so then that was kind of my little um, recovery spiel from the beginning and then of course um, they essentially said at Shepherd anything that we can get activated, any muscle that we can, you know, hook up E-STEM that will respond, Mm -hmm. you can strengthen. Mm -hmm. And I luckily, very fortunate to have everything responding. And Mm -hmm. so I've been able to build everything um, that I've been able to move. So that's kind of what's gotten me to where I am now, which is walking with one cane and Mm -hmm. using the wheelchair occasionally. And yeah, so... Um, back to the question mm-hmm. so just what have you yes. learned about yourself yes yeah, so yeah. after going through that experience um, I think it was really an interesting timing because I had you know been mm-hmm. in pre-nursing prerequisites and yeah. didn't necessarily have the best grades um, it's my freshman year of college you yeah, know sure. I was kind of messing around too much and not 
not realizing how serious, you know, I needed to be in my studies in order to get into the program here. And mm-hmm. after the accident happened, I was home a lot more because mm-hmm. it was just difficult to be out and about all the time. And so I was able and it, it really gave me, you know, because I was going through a lot emotionally and mentally, a really great focus point. Mm-hmm. You know, I focused on my studies a lot and yeah. I was able to recover my grades very well and do very well in my classes. Mm -hmm. But then on the other side, you know, I had this new and very intense understanding of the body. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to do extremely well in my anatomy classes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was able to understand, you know, what we were learning to a much higher extent than I feel like my peers did. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that 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 put me at a great advantage. And and that's Mm -hmm. something that I learned about myself and um, that not only I could do this, (laughs) but that I, um, I had a very good understanding of, of what the people I would be working with are going through. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you had a personal investment at this point in understanding the anatomy Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. physiology and what's going on. So you, your body experienced so many things, Mm -hmm. but also your mind had an investment in understanding, okay, what does this mean and how are these pieces connected? And, so that's that's really interesting to mm-hmm. hear you say that. That makes sense. Yeah. Why you would mm-hmm. be able to focus so well and, and learn so much. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. It changes things when you become a patient. It does. Mm-hmm. It <laughs> yes, really it does. does. And it, it was not too far off either. You know, I remember our first, you yeah. know, skills lab for uh, you know, our very first nursing skills lab and mm-hmm. we're learning about Foley's and straight casts. And, you know, mm-hmm. it was not too long ago that I was dealing with all of that yeah. Yeah. and patient positioning. And I knew exactly what, you know, mm-hmm. how the best position was for, yeah. you know, somebody in my um, situation or even, you know, somebody who's just been mm-hmm. in bed for a long time sure. or can't move, you know, because yeah. I had to deal with that for so long. So it was um, it was really neat, and to be able to share some of those little tips with yeah. my um, cohort, you know, members was was neat too, and mm-hmm. that's kind of something that's continued throughout the semesters. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's something I really hadn't thought about the way that your cohort must benefit from mm-hmm. having someone who does so intimately know the patient side yeah. of things and can say. Hey, this is what the book says, but here's real life, you yeah. know, and here's mm-hmm. how I really felt, or here's, mm-hmm. you know, just what you said, here's the most comfortable position, you yeah. know, turn them like this. That's mm-hmm. that's really interesting. And I can also attest to that. I've had Anne in clinical uh-huh. and I watch her peers learn from her every yeah. time. And yeah. I and I do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as a clinical instructor and a faculty member, I learned so much from you mm-hmm. and you're so gracious Thank to you. share your mm-hmm knowledge and your yeah. um, experience right I mean I just don't think it would be right if I wasn't sharing you know? <laughs> yeah. this yeah. isn't just my yeah. journey it's everybody who's involved right mm. well yeah. thank you for that oh, you're welcome um, so if you could speak to individuals with differing abilities mm-hmm. that are interested in becoming a nurse or going to nursing school um, what advice would you give them I would give them just the the main advice um i think two kind of things the first one would be for me the best thing was to take things one day at a time Mm -hmm. you know one semester at a time and i still kind of live by that motto um because you know i because my progress is very much unknown prognosis is unknown i was told that in the hospital you know as soon as the surgeries were all finished 
they just don't know. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, essentially took that as, well, then it's for me to find out. Mm-hmm. And so I've kind of just been doing, you know, taking it one day at a time, one little piece of progress as an, at a time. And, you know, I don't know where I'm going to be by graduation, you know, mm-hmm. as far as physically and, um, you know, mobility wise, it's continuing to get better. And um, so I think that that's something to really keep in mind that I can't really look too far into the future because I don't think that my abilities in the future are what they are now. Mm-hmm. And um, for some people with differing abilities that can be applied and for others who maybe know their prognosis, mm-hmm. um, I still think that they can continue to make progress whatever they define progress as mm-hmm. in the littlest of ways, you know, mm-hmm. and that might be essentially figuring out how can I adapt this skill to be something that I can do. And that's, you know, kind of another thing that I've been able to pick up on really well and apply to nursing is, mm-hmm. you know, how can I, I change this into a way that I can do it. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, people who um, don't necessarily aren't, aren't able to do things by the book like you say Mm -hmm. or or the way that they were initially taught that doesn't mean you can't do it It doesn't end there you Mm -hmm. know it 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 ends where you figured out that you can do it Mm -hmm. and um yeah so just you have to be really creative yeah yeah Yeah. for sure Mm -hmm. those are good pieces Mm -hmm. i like those pieces of advice thank you um and then if you could speak to nursing schools um, about students with differing abilities. What advice do you have for those schools? What mm-hmm. do you think they should know? Um, what can they apply? Um, always giving somebody a chance is always good. Um, and and then kind of taking a step back and observing the student to see what they are capable of on their own is going to be really important um, because a lot of people, I mean, our eyesight is one of our biggest senses Mm -hmm. and you see me in a wheelchair and think that's all I can do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for most people that they don't look past that initial sight and um that's really puts me or or others at a disadvantage because you know you have to be very educated to know that somebody who's in a wheelchair doesn't need it all the time and that's something that even somebody who is very you know educated might not necessarily think about and uh so giving somebody a chance is is going to be huge and taking being humble enough to take a step back Mm -hmm. and observe them first before speaking out and saying well you know this is going to be difficult for you Mm -hmm. because you don't know if it is or not Mm -hmm. and even if it might be a little difficult opening the communication to that person and saying um you know what can you do in this scenario because they know themselves better of course than than anybody else Mm -hmm. and um you know if somebody were to come to me and say you know like what's the best way for you to do this skill then I could say, well, you know, I, I've been thinking about that because I usually try to think about it first. You know, what, mm-hmm. how am I going to do this? And um, and then making it collaborative and saying, you know, this is my idea. What do you think about mm-hmm. it? And then that 
creates two creative minds that yeah, are thinking right. about how this person can can do this skill. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's kind of what I would say is opening the communication and, and giving anybody a chance. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because I think as nurses, medical people in general, we like our protocols. We like our boxes as best we can. We know mm-hmm. that medicine and healthcare is not black and white. There's a lot of gray. But when it comes to our sort of rules of the game or expectations, we like it to fit in a neat box. Mm-hmm. You know, we like to feel like we know um, what's going to happen and that we have some control over things. Right. And um, and I remember when you began our program, it was very um, challenging for me in a good way to say, okay, what what is a nurse really? And what are their, what, what do they do and how do they do it? And we do so many things, but we function as a team, mm-hmm. which means there's other others who can help with certain things potentially. And there's certainly skills that I've had to adapt to my own way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even though I may not carry the label of someone with differing abilities, sure. you know, just we all have our nuance for how we do things. Yes. And so it was, um, you know, really a good challenge I know for me personally to think okay what can Anne exactly what you just said Mm -hmm. even though you and I've never had that conversation of what can Anne do and as someone who works in the labs and skills and simulation over and over and over again I've heard you know the feedback of or watched for myself of it's just amazing what she can do Mm -hmm. you know and it's amazing how she figures this out and is adaptable and I've worked with other students who have had some differing abilities as well you know whether it was just hand function or whatever that is and you know and it's exactly what you said you have to just think how can I make this work for me Mm -hmm. but there is not a challenge that's come your way that I've not seen you right. be able to do and do exceedingly well. Yeah, well so thank you. I yes. think that's incredible to, and I'm so glad that you said that is just, it's gotta be communication with the student. What can you do and mm-hmm. what, what can we help you figure out for yeah. the things you're not sure that right. you can do? Mm-hmm. Um, thank Absolutely. you for sharing that. Yeah. Cause I think that's just really helpful to hear yeah, as a, as a teacher and someone who's trying to understand how to, facilitate things for their students that's really really good to hear absolutely yeah so you mentioned this a little bit earlier but Mm -hmm. I do want to kind of highlight this you have kept dancing I have yes and you actually have you said it was a dance what is it minor minor Mm -hmm. that's amazing yes yeah, so a little bit about that. Um, like I had said, I had started out in pre-nursing my freshman mm-hmm. year before, you know, my accident had happened. Um, it was the same thing for the dance minor. I had initially taken the first class beginning dance, and um, I she, I reached out to um, Adrienne Wilson, who um, is the director of the minor um, at the School of Liberal Arts in the, the theater department. And um, I had reached out to her and I told her what had happened. And, um, you know, she said, as soon as you're able, like, come and meet with me. And so in about October or so um, uh, that following or that year, mm-hmm. um, I met with her and, you know, we kind of said, sat down and said, you know, we're going to do this. And mm-hmm. um, that was really good for me to hear not that like I was doubting because I, w- I was going to do it anyway but, <laughs> but hearing that she was willing to accept the challenge as much as I was was mm-hmm. was really reassuring and when I came back in the spring I um, was 
right back in classes. And, and it was really neat. We've been able to do a lot, um, with this challenge. Um, she initially kind of just like, like I had said, observed me and Mm -hmm. saw what I could do and had me just, cause I was exploring as much as she sure. was, you know, explore mm-hmm. the chair and how I, how I danced in the chair and um, how I adapted to her choreography. And then about midway through the semester, she reached out to me and you know, said, I want you to come up with your own choreography and teach it to the class. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did that and it was a wonderful experience, mm-hmm. yeah. really neat for the rest of the students. Um, and they, you know, essentially just had to adapt to how I I had move in the chair and um, that was really cool and we actually took that um, bit of you know information and that experience and went and shared it at um, the National Dance Educator Organization um, wow. in San Antonio it's a national conference of, for dance educators mm-hmm. and um, presented it mm-hmm. and um, was very successful and everybody really enjoyed it and it was a super cool experience for me and mm-hmm. Um, being there, being able to network with a lot of different um, dance companies. There were um, a couple wheelchair-based companies or differing able, you yeah. know, companies out there. One in particular is um, Axis. They're out of Oakland, California. Mm-hmm. And I got to meet with them and their directors. And it was really neat. And um, lots of other dance educators who have worked with people who dance in a chair or mm-hmm. have, you know, or an amputee or, yeah. um, you know, so it was really neat hearing, hearing their side of things because mm-hmm. we're so new to it, but they aren't. And hearing their experience was really neat. And um, there was a booth set up that I was really interested in because I had no idea that it even existed at the time, but there's a um, dance injury program out at New York University and they it's you know a higher education type um, set of courses that Mm -hmm. um, essentially just teaches you how to assess and treat dance injuries Mm -hmm. Um, and so I had no idea that existed and so I'm seeing this thing that combines both of my passions and it just like hit me right in the heart you know like this is what I need to do and so it's still something I'm really interested in possibly doing after nursing school Mm -hmm. or at some point in time Mm -hmm. once I'm settled and ready to you know further go to further education Mm -hmm. um so that was really neat and then even kind of further down the road I took that same movement vocabulary is is kind of what the words that we use for a set of like for choreography Mm -hmm. um and I I took that and created a solo out of it and performed it at the um, dance concert Mm -hmm. in 2018 I Mm -hmm. believe it was and that was really a cool experience and I've performed that at a couple um conferences um or at least one in particular last year 2019 conference at Ole Miss it's um ACDA is what they call it and it's American College Dance Association and um so that was really neat to be able to present that and then this this work has gone all over the place Mm -hmm. I I took the same movement choreography and um taught it to my home studio where I danced for 10 years and um 
that was very cool experience. Yeah. Um, they are like another home to me. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody they have raised a ton of money um, for me when I was in the hospital and mm-hmm. donated it all. And so they've been really, really you know, kind of right next to me as mm-hmm. I've gone through this journey. And so coming back to, and giving them something yeah. was really, really cool for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you have a, I don't want to call it a recital. What did we say it was? <laughs> dance concert. A dance concert. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So that will be coming up here in a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, our performance dates are the March 19th through the 22nd. Okay. And, um, the first three nights, it's a evening show, starts at 7.30. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday, we have a matinee at 2.30. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year, I have another solo, which okay. is very exciting. It's yeah. the opening piece. Wow. Um, and it's actually going to be featuring a new style of dance that I got into um, here at Auburn mm-hmm. um, called Aerial Silks. Mm-hmm. And it's where you're dancing kind of suspended on these fabrics that hang from the ceiling. And it... I always like to compare it to something to tell about how hard it is. Mm. It's probably about as hard as it was for me learning how to stand for the first time. Like incredibly challenging. And um, it has actually really, really developed my recovery um, since I started. Mm. I've made huge gains since Mm. doing it. And um, it's something that me and my dance teacher, Jerry Dickey, are going to be hopefully kind of developing into some sort of case study kind yeah, of yeah. And, um, and hopefully publishing soon because wow. I want everybody to know how yeah. amazing this has been for me. And I think how it would it would be very beneficial for um, other people also. So, yeah, yeah. but yeah, so this year I'm, I'm doing the solo and I'm in a couple other pieces and mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a really neat show, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've seen some pictures mm-hmm. and it is <laughs> now I'm very clumsy. Yes. So I'll just be <laughs> honest and say, I mean, I can't really, I, I, I have, I have difficulties. Okay. <laughs> let's just say that. Um, but when I, saw those pictures of you I mean you're suspended like this this angel like Mm -hmm. it's just so beautiful visually it's just gorgeous to 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 Mm -hmm. see those pictures so I can't even Mm -hmm. imagine I'm so excited I know a lot of our faculty are are gonna try to come in and support and I'm sure a lot of students as well Mm -hmm. so we're really really proud of you not only just for for that but just for who you are as a person and um you know I know that that I have learned personally in my experiences with you in clinical, um, but also just in our conversations, so much about um, resiliency mm-hmm. and um, a humble determination. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, and I'm really proud of you. I'm so proud of you. And I we are, I, I can speak for our whole school. You know, we're proud of you and mm-hmm. um, learn from you every day. And so thank you for using your own experiences that mm-hmm. um, a lot of people might not look at as positive experiences, sure. you know, but you've turned it into this, um, this amazing uh, gift to the world. So thank, thank you. you for mm-hmm. using your gifts to encourage us. Yeah, because um, it's been such an encouragement. Yeah, thank so. you very much for that. And to teach us. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. absolutely.
All right. You got anything else you want to say? No. Thank you for being here yeah, and thank talking you with us me. and telling us a little bit about mm-hmm. your story. Mm-hmm. It's good to hear and learn a little bit more about you. Yeah. Thank so. you. All right. Well, to the listeners, thank you so much for stopping by. Take good care.